Down Syndrome Queensland are the peak body for intellectual disability in Queensland. We drive change, support inclusion and are on a quest for equality so that people with intellectual disabilities can take their rightful place as valuable members of the community. Down Syndrome Queensland also provides practical and emotional support, comfort and opportunities to people with intellectual disability, their families and support networks, particularly in regional areas. DSQ supports an inclusive environment for people with an intellectual disability, which allows them to live their best lives. We believe it is important to respect the rights of parents to choose the development path that is best for their loved one. DSQ is here to support them along the way. To find out more about how you can help, to volunteer or to support the work of Down Syndrome Queensland, go to downsyndrome.org.au forward slash QLD. We acknowledge the First Nations people as the traditional custodians of the land we are on today. We acknowledge and pay respect to all elders past, present and emerging. The Now and the Future podcast is an exciting way of sharing members' stories of opportunities, challenges and provide support and expert advice for Down Syndrome community. Down Syndrome Queensland's vision is to support, advocate for empower people with Down Syndrome to take their rightful places as valuable and contributing members of their community both now into the future. Hello and welcome to today's discussion, which will be around the peer support network available for all families and individuals with Down syndrome across Queensland here at DSQ. My name is Tanya and I'm the Early Years Officer here and I'm joined today by Christina, who is our peer support officer. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. I wondered if we could just... um, start off today before we hear from some of our peer supporters across the state by just explaining to our listeners a little bit more about the peer support network that we have here at DSQ and maybe how it's grown from what it was originally to what it is today. So DSQ's peer support um, network, it started as a program for new parents mm. um, supported by other parents in the community yep. um, across across Queensland. But I guess recently what we discovered um, was there was this great opportunity to broaden the program to include people with Down syndrome. Um, mm. Yeah, just seeing what they have to offer their peers and the way that they can mentor other people with Down syndrome and also to for them to offer their unique sort of voices and perspective um, to, to families of people with Down syndrome who, who might want to hear from them and, and yeah, yeah. Really, really, really use them as a source of support. and Yeah, I um, guess who better to tell a new family um, about what life today is like in terms of living with Down syndrome than, than a person who lives with that themselves. That's right. Wonderful. And I know you, part of your role has been broadening that out to other sort of groups as well. So I know we're currently exploring potentially a father's group. Um, Yeah, yeah, which is very exciting and and was like kind of a missing piece of the, the puzzle in terms of the support that we we can offer. Um, just hearing from a number of dads who, who were really keen to offer their, their sort of insight and wisdom and, and draw on the experience, you know, and the kind of um, lessons, that maybe some hard-earned lessons um, from, from their experience, really wanting to support other dads. But, 
just being a bit tentative maybe and not mm. sure what that looks like for dads you know mm. often it can be a little bit different to what the, the mums might be mm. might be needing but we've got a really um, passionate kind of group of, of men who are uh, seem to be um, showing up right now um, really keen to, to offer their wisdom and their support to the community. That's fantastic and I know down the track too or perhaps already by the time this episode's released we are also looking at even um, looking at a sibling support session so I I guess the message is watch this space. We are definitely trying to grow this. Um, And I know during this episode, we'll hear from peer supporters themselves, a range of peer supporters around what the program means for them. But I wondered if you could just talk a little bit about in your time here, what you've noticed that peer supporters um, gain from being part of the program. Research tells us that peer support's a very highly valuable source of support. Mm-hmm. And I guess personally, seeing peer support in action has been one of the highlights of my work history, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working in human services, you're seeing people connect um, over commonalities and that shared lived experience is, you know, really powerful. Um, that recognition mm-hmm. that, you know, actually this person maybe gets what I'm going through, what, what life's like for me. Perhaps I'm not as alone in my experiences as I sometimes feel. And I guess that's what we hear from peer supporters when they talk about their connections with other families too, is that they, uh, and we'll hear that, I guess, later on in the episode, people often say when they received that kind of support themselves, you know, when their little one was first um, born or diagnosed, they want to give that back to mm. other people. Yeah, yeah. Then you really experience how powerful that's been in, in, in their life. Mm. Um, yeah, and like you said, that desire to, to offer that yeah. back then yeah, yeah. is a beautiful sort of bond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that can form yeah there's many benefits to to peer support um yeah, yeah this feeling less uh, alone um through you know gathering with others that have faced something mm. um similar it can be a really concrete way to decrease that sense of mm. isolation um and then of course feeling less alone is a um really important yeah. step to face um yeah challenging situations but we also see that that, that connecting online and in whatever way that we can mm. especially in these times is still is still you know, has its yeah. has its value that is so true through COVID isn't it um I think traditionally uh, my understanding is that the peer support program was used to be called the regional representative mm. programs initially we we did try to have people all across the state in various pockets so that wherever a little one was born you know families could connect in their local area but I think um, through COVID, we've learnt that that's been a tricky challenge, and that's exactly where the where I guess the value of those online supports and and other ways of connecting, whether it's phone, email, um, Skype, Zoom, whatever mm. works mm-hmm. for the family. Mm. Yeah. I guess you know the the power of the peer support is that sort of conveying that lived experience. You know the the mm. kind of nuances and and the way the practical mm. kind of place where where people can come from which is different from professional support or even you know talking with your family and close friends and I think that's the point isn't it like um that these these beautiful connections and programs and networks that we can build as part of the DSQ offering are absolutely complementary to what you can receive through DSQ itself um so there is that different level of involvement and um, different level of support and information provided. Um, 
but we do definitely see, I know there's nothing more amazing for me in this early years role than to be able to say to a family who's first connected with me, would you like to meet another family, you know, who might be just that little few years ahead of you or um, who has a little one who's perhaps a similar age. But you mentioned earlier, Christina, that it's not just, it's it's really moved on from being just about new new family connections to a whole range of kind of peer connections. Mm. And I wondered if there was any mm. more examples you could give around um, what some of those different parts of the program are doing right now. So some of the uh, peer leaders, for instance. Mm, yeah, a group of um, our, our, what we call peer, peer leaders, they're peer supporters just like our parents. Um, but that they sort of they came together to, to, to do some training around facilitating workshops with DSQ staff. And so the, they, they didn't start out as um, peer supporters as, as such, but just bringing that group together and just, just witnessing how naturally they supported each other. Um, and it, it was really evident how much that, um, how much scope that, that there was for, for them to be supporting the community in different ways. Yeah. Um, mm. Great. And so what are some of the things on the horizon for that group? So already um, some of that group have started um, co-hosting uh, Lunch Club, which is a social program that, that we run for people with Down, Down syndrome. Um, and they're also looking to, to step in as mentors at some of the other programs like the Challenge Weekends and... Um, potentially being a mentor for a kids club but that's something we're kind of in training for at the moment um that's something that families actually ask for you know how can i get my young person with down syndrome you know to see somebody who's further ahead you know maybe has just moved out of home or has started working you know to, to show them what's possible We're going to hear now from a couple of our peer leaders. Then we'll also hear from several of our parent peer supporters, Emma, Kate and Amanda. Sarah, so you're a part of the peer support program. Yes. And what do you enjoy about being part of the program? I think it's really, really good. And I think it's a good way um, to be involved what you want to do for the future part and you could talk about what you want to learn and you could teach yourself how to be talented and try to speak clearly and slow down. What do you enjoy about the the role of being a peer supporter? Um, I do enjoy lots of amazing things and I think I find it really interesting and it's, it's a good way to bring everyone together. So Alana, you've been in today doing a whole lot of training for your peer leader position with our peer support program. I wondered if you could tell me what's um, what's led you to become a peer leader? Okay, um, being a being a, a peer leader um, is all about to pay respects of all um, as a educator. And um, I know some of the things that you guys are learning about at the moment yes. are being an, a leader. Yes, that's um, true. What are the kinds of things you might do some leadership activities with? Okay. Um, and the activities for being a peer leader mm. um, is to learn new skills of maybe doing public speaking, oh, great. maybe writing articles, or maybe for newsletters. Yeah. For Down syndrome. 
Fantastic. The kinds of articles you might write about, would they be things you know about yourself and you've mm-hmm. done yourself? Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. And you mentioned some activities. What yes. sort of activities do you think you might be part of soon? Um, I think I'm a self-advocate for... Uh, I'm trying to be... Uh, I'm trying to get a job for the DSA uh, employment. Oh, great. So employment, that's yes. an area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an area. Self-advocacy. Yeah, self-advocacy. So what other areas might you be a good advocate in? Okay. Um, I think I know all about um, business and everything. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. And I know you recently moved out of home. I did, yes. Yeah. So I wondered if that's an area that you might be able to mentor other young people. We're thinking about that. Yes, of course, I'd love to. Yeah, we would love that too. If there are some other young people with Down syndrome listening today, have you got any advice for them around um, finding work or moving okay. home or anything like that? Group. Um, if you are looking for a job with people with Down syndrome, is to be yourself, be confident, uh, be kind to. Uh, or, or the others. Yeah. And is that is that a tip for maybe the, the employers? I guess as well as the, the employers. Uh, yeah. Maybe in the management. So what led you to join the REP program? Um, what led me to join the REP program was I was approached by another mum who was a Down syndrome rep at the time and she asked me if I'd be interested in helping her to set up um very first step up for Down syndrome here in Townsville. So it, and it just snowballed from there. Well, COVID hit after that, I think, not long after the first event, and it went very quiet. And then we decided to set up, from the funds that we had raised at Step Up, we put out um, a call to see what everyone in our community would like. And then we ended up setting up our little dance exercise group um, using the funds from Step Up. Can you tell me a bit about your dance group? Um, so we go once a month on a Sunday at the minute and we've had lots of different families. We've met so many different people and the kids get to come and have a great Sunday morning and the adults get to actually sit down and have a chat while the kids are playing, which is which is really good as well. Yeah, it's been a really good initiative. It's a great thing for your community. It's wonderful. Yeah. It must feel good to have created that opportunity for everybody. It makes it all worthwhile, yeah. And what, what is it that you enjoy about the role? What does it give you? I enjoy meeting the families and meeting new people and being able to connect our community a little bit up here. Um, I've learned so much um, about Down syndrome through meeting other people and also through Down syndrome Queensland. So, yeah, it's given me lots of knowledge and so I've met some really good friends through it. And also recommendations for therapists I've out a call for recommendations for therapists as have other families here and everyone's been wonderful getting back to us. And do you think you've gained or strengthened any skills in your role as a rep? Uh, and what might they be? I've gained so much knowledge from, from being a rep. I wasn't aware of a lot of the resources that Downs and Queensland provided and I've been able to actually use some of those for my daughter starting school and to send them to, to her classroom teacher which has been wonderful. Yes, I probably gained a lot more patience um, and understand, understanding for Down syndrome. It's been absolutely wonderful to be part of it. And yeah, the future looks bright. 
and I say I've, we've made some wonderful friends here, hopefully lifetime friends. And every week, every time we do the dance group, we get a new family come along and, and we get to introduce everybody. And it's going to be wonderful with Clara growing up with everyone. Yeah. So, so, so it sounds like you've got a, you said the future looks bright. It sounds like you've got a, a feeling or a vision of what, what life is like for you, for you and your family. So, yeah, it's like we have a sense of belonging now where, you know, we can, if, if something comes up and we're not sure how to deal with it, we've got a lot of people around us that are, that are willing to voice their experiences. And that's, I, I find that's helping us a lot. I haven't had a job interview in 10 years <laughs> since, since obviously I worked until I had Clara and then I haven't been back at work since her. So yeah, Tanya helped me with cover letter and even just that, like that's, that's massive for us, for you guys to be able to help us. It's fantastic to have that. And you've, you've always kind of got our backs, which is wonderful. So Emma, what led you to join the REP program? So I joined the REP program for a couple of reasons. The first one was around that connection to um, DSQ. I felt like I had never really participated in much in the past. I did initially when my son Charlie was born, but it just um, sort of just slowly um, went away over the years and I really wanted to be more connected to the community and to DSQ. Um, but also I'd had the opportunity to talk to a new mum that had received a postnatal diagnosis and going through that experience with her just really opened my eyes to how how great it was to be able to share my experience with somebody else and how good it was for me when I was going through that to have the same thing. So really just to be able to help um, any new families was the the second reason that I joined the REP program. So the experiences that I've enjoyed being a REP have been the connection to the other um, REPs and to DSQ. Um, I have such a greater understanding of what happens at DSQ um, and what events are organised to connect families. So that's been really positive. And having met um, the families that are involved in the regional REP program and what they do, has been, you know, a really great thing for me because that's really one of the reasons that I joined the program. Um, I haven't connected with a family yet, but having already done that prior, just prior to joining the rep program, um, again, was just such an eye-opener to how somebody with a lived experience is just invaluable to a new family. What would you like to get out of being a rep? What I would like to get out of being a rep is to, I to learn more about how to help people and that's something that I would like to learn from DSQ is how you help a new family not just with the lived experience side of it um, but throughout the various stages of a person with Down syndrome's life and how Mm. that changes from a newborn right through to being an adult. Um, So I'm quite curious um, to learn about that um, development of a person with Down syndrome and how um, we can support and advocate for those people. Um, And really I just wanted to participate more in um, the Down syndrome community. So that's what I wanted to get out of being a rep. And I think most families with um, family members that have Down syndrome hold inclusion really, really sort of um, at at the core of what they believe in as a family 
But what I'm learning, and, and this is even through meeting other families that have children with autism as an example, is that what I thought inclusion looked like actually is a little bit different for everybody and can be different at different stages of their life. So I think I was surprised at my own sort of unconscious bias to what I originally thought it was and that's what I I think will be great as part of this program just to challenge that a little bit. I think as a, as a mum of a five-year-old with Down syndrome, it's very easy for your world to revolve around that stage of their life. You've gone through the early years and you're in the middle of school and starting that process, whereas I think for families it's really important that we think about the future years mm. and the path because whatever I set up Charlie for now is actually having a contribution to what it's his adult years are going to be like. So mm. that's really um, because in my situation I've, you know, Charlie was the first person with Down syndrome that I had ever met. Um, my, uh, my knowledge of an adult with Down syndrome or a teenager with Down syndrome is really limited. So I think that as part of this program, more understanding of, I guess, the challenges and the positive wins and the positive, um, you know, things that families put in place for their teenagers and adults I think is really important for people that are going through the early years so that you have a little bit of a guide as to, you know, what that next stage is like and maybe what are the things I could do now that might have a positive benefit at that stage of their life. So I'm actually quite interested in learning that. Mm. I guess in a sense it's just knowing that, that that is out there or coming up is a, is a really good thing and there's so many, um, you know, there's so many stages that I know as myself as a parent I look to and think I wonder what, like I wonder what I'll do when I have to explain to Charlie that he's got Down syndrome. What will that conversation look like? Mm. Um, and yeah, having, we've got people with lived experiences in our community and so usually um, on all the Facebook community groups, people ask those questions every day. You know, this yeah. is what we'll do. Has anyone done this or know anyone I can talk to? And it really is just sort of pulling all of that together so that you might not need to know it now, but you know that it's there. What led me to join the um, peer support program was wanting to share all the information and experiences that I've had on my journey with Down syndrome and to share it with other people while they're on their journey. My experience as a rep has led me to meet so many fantastic families, um, some of which I've now created long-term friendships with. Um, I have spoken via email, via text, um, via phone call, even catched up with a coffee with expectant mums um, as well as new mums, sharing my experiences with them and hopefully setting them at ease and passing on some advice. Um, also, I've organised um, family get-togethers and um, mothers' nights out where we've all come to together as a community and enjoyed one another's company. I think the best thing I enjoy the most is sitting down when I've been sitting down with a new mum and explaining to her what I've gone through and then seeing the lovely smile on her face that when she realises that she's not the only one on this journey and not the only one that's been on this journey, that she's not alone. Um, also, when I've organised those family get-togethers get-togethers and seen 
all the families interacting with one another and smiling and siblings playing with one another, that it makes me happy to see them happy and brings joy in their lives as well as mine. Sorry. The one piece of support that has really stuck in my mind that I received early on in my journey with having a daughter with Down syndrome was I was told, just take her home, treat her just like you've tra treated your other children and enjoy having a baby at home. Um, it's always, it's stuck with me this whole time and that same piece of advice I'm now passing on to expectant and new mums as well. I think it's a very valid piece of support um, advice that I was given. Um, as a rep, I've definitely gained a lot more confidence and self-worth in this role. I'm having to step out of my comfort zone and talk to new families um, and new people and the medical profession as well. Um, so definitely gained a lot more confidence and self-worth and feeling good about myself that hopefully I am making that difference out there as a rep. If someone is interested in becoming a peer supporter with DSQ, what, what does that process involve? Yeah, so we are hoping, um, I guess because we've had this kind of refresh of the program um, and we're really looking to, to expand and grow to, to um, like we said, include grandparents, you know, siblings, close family members. Um, really any kind of person who's got that lived experience connection with a exactly. person with Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Well, and in terms of if they would like to, you know, uh, look into that further and become mm. more involved, what would, what would the next step be? Yeah, so we have a, the application process is quite simple. I guess you can... Um, just contact DSQ and, and express yeah. your, your interest. There's um, details on the website of particular contact numbers and that sort of sort of thing. And your but email too. Yep, yep we the, the, the sign-up process is just, you know, typical kind of um, paperwork and a little bit of a process to just clarify what you'd like to get out of the, the opportunity and yep. um, there's a little bit of training and that kind of thing. Mm. And then... It can kind of the program can be tailored to, to you know the the volunteers' interests and and depending on what they want to get out of the program, we really hope um, that it'll be something that you can use to to you know grow your your skills and and most of the people that sign up they're really keen to want to support. So mm. um, you know outside of that, I guess. Um, just growing as a as a person, I think with the what I've noticed from peer support programs is um, the kind of the the <laughs> sense of like fun that comes out of peer support programs and like there's there's some kind of joy that comes with um, just connecting in that really human way with people that you kind of you know relate relate to. You have been listening to the Now and the Future podcast. For more information about this episode and many other topics related to Down syndrome, please visit the Down syndrome Queensland website at downsyndrome.org.au slash QRD. Down syndrome Queensland, supporting people with Down syndrome now and into the future.